At Rod's House, we are committed to putting an end to youth homelessness in Yakima County. Our dedicated staff works tirelessly every day towards achieving this goal. Rodscast is a project that allows us to better engage with the community and share our vision with you. We aren't journalists, we're not professional podcasters, but we want to engage with you in new ways and grow to gain more people to join us in our mission. Welcome to Rodscast. Hello, and welcome to episode one of Rodscast. Our first guest is someone you may have heard of, whether you've seen his face on a billboard in town, bought a house from him, or served alongside him on the local rotary. There's a good chance Drew Harris has crossed your path at some point. Drew's been described mostly by me as Yakima's fairy godfather. (laughs) A successful businessman and now family man, Drew makes an active effort to support his community in more ways than one, including serving as a member on the Rod's House Board of Directors. Welcome, Drew, and thank you so much for being our first guest on Rod's Cast. Thank you so much. I'm honored and excited to be here. So Amber and I know uh, that you were proudly born and raised here in Yakima, and I'm wondering if you'll tell me a little bit about that. What was it like uh, growing up in Yakima? I think growing growing up in Yakima was great. Um, I love Yakima. I'm proud to be f- from Yakima. Um, I'm never one of those people who said, you know, they wish they were born or raised um, somewhere else. Yakima was where I was raised and where I want to be till I die. Um, I, I really love Yakima and I had a great experience growing up and I, I, w- I wouldn't really change much as far as uh, my experience growing up here in Yakima. And I was born and raised on the uh, east side of Yakima, which I'm, I'm proud of as well. Um, and and I have a lot of love for the east side of, of Yakima and just the valley altogether. Yeah, growing up here um, uh, on the east side, of course, Miller Park, just being blocks away from my house, was um, um, had a lot of good memories there. And then I, I went to Knob Hill Elementary um, for elementary school because of the magnet program. That was something mm-hmm. my mom really wanted me to be a part of. And then from middle school, went to Washington Middle School, which is not too far from here. And then on to Davis for a year, and then uh, eventually graduated from Eisenhower. So had plenty of good memories at all those places, uh, as well as uh, the YMCA. The original YMCA right down the road from here um, was a space that uh, I was at a ton. Our family would go there and work out together, and then I would play basketball. So I would say outside of school, uh, the YMCA and Miller Park were the places I spent the most time at hanging out and and, uh, playing basketball just because that was my main sport. I guess it never occurred to me that uh, as a kid you would have had a personal connection to Miller Park because I know you recently did a project to sort of uh, like a resurgence of Miller Park. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like coming back as an adult and doing that? Yeah, yeah, that was very special to me. I think regardless, it, it, it would be cool to, you know, help remodel the park. But um, being that it was the park that I spent so much time at, um, again, it was just a couple blocks away from my house. And when I was um, middle school, high school, I was especially in the spring and summer, I was there at least twice, two times a day, um, playing basketball with the guys, and then going back to play basketball with myself just to hone my skills. And you know, I think without that park, I don't get a full ride scholarship to Seattle University, which then leads to me being able to travel all the all over the you know U.S. and beyond, playing basketball um, and getting it paid for, and getting education paid for, and then eventually coaching college college basketball and getting my master's. So. You know, without that park, um, I don't think those things happen. And so it was, it was really special to me. It just started with um, a couple, uh, uh, a few of us, uh, who then eventually um, created a committee here and, and then went out to do the fundraising to get the money to, to redo the park. And 
you know, one of the things we did was put together a presentation and a brochure for the governor's office, um, which was where we got the money uh, from. And uh, part of that was just showing, you know, like my story of being from the east side of Yakima and using that park and, and what it meant to me and, and how it helped me in life. And uh, I know that touched the office quite a bit. And uh, that's part of the reason why we got the money rewarded. And it was cool to then get that money and then go go through those, those upgrades to the park. Uh, it was really special. We were excited for the communities to use it. And it's been fun just seeing them already get out there and use it um, and, and, uh, and really enjoy it. Amazing. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, who were some of the community leaders that you looked up to when you were a youth in Yakima? Yeah, I would say uh, Mr. Beauchamp um, would be the one that sticks out the most, um, being the first black mayor, and then also just leading OIC to do some um, incredible things in the community. Um, And then for myself, I would also say uh, my grandparents, who were were leaders in the church, um, and that was something I I saw from an early early age, and helps really instill some good, some good values in me. Thinking about those individuals who you looked up to as a youth and the work that you now do, uh, resurging Miller Park and working on the Rods House board, do you consider yourself to be a community leader now? Yeah, you know, it's, it's weird to say, I guess, but I, <laughs> I, I hear it quite a bit. Uh, I, <laughs> I mean, every week, uh, people are coming up to me saying, when are you going to run for mayor? When are you going to run, mm-hmm. run for mayor? <laughs> so, uh, so when are you running for mayor? We're dropping that right now. A Ron's cast exclusive. So, no, yeah, no, no politics for me. <laughs> but uh, I get asked that. So I think it's kind of been impressed on me that I, I, I'm a um, community leader. Like As weird as that sounds, call myself that. But, uh, yeah, I, just, I think I try to set a good example um, uh, for peers and, and the next generation and, and just trying to make it a better place for the, the next generation um, is, is important to me. I think it's, um, for me, it's growing up, uh, I had really good role models in my parents, mm-hmm. um, as well as my, my brother and my grandparents on both sides. Um, but my, our, my parents were they're really great role models and great parents. And I seen um, how important that was, right? Like I, I have people growing up that uh, you know, maybe their both their parents weren't there, or maybe they, you know they had to work, or maybe it was just you know a single family, um, uh, or single parent, and um, and I know that that was hard, right? Not having, not necessarily having the those role models. So I just know that the important role that the role, mo- role models played in my life, and for me, it's important that I try to be a role model for others because I know like the difference a, a good role model could make. And I'm going to jump in here, Maggie. Um, what you said earlier is that when you grow up here, there's, there's this group of people that are like, cannot wait to get out of Yakima mm-hmm. or they, you know, grew up with community leaders and they want to stay, but Yakima is what you make it. And yeah. so it's the effort that you put in. And I feel like you are definitely the next generation of people putting in the effort to make it what we want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. I, I truly think that. I think there's people who, are, no matter where they are, they're probably going to complain about where they yes. live, right? Uh, yeah. It's what you make it, and I really try to focus. On, it's just I mean, part of my mindset, too. I believe in positivity, trying to look for that good. Um, mm-hmm. and I see a lot of good in Yakima, and it's a beautiful place. And um, I mean, you get people who come here and visit here, and they absolutely love it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, they see it for you know all the good that there really is in Yakima, and I, I try to do the same. So speaking of the good and the bad, can you tell us some of the ways you've seen Yakima change since you were a kid? Yeah. Um, I think um, 
we're trying to provide a little bit more as far as outlets for kids. Um, I know growing up, um, when I was in middle school, I had a lot of friends that, um, were going, you know, went down, going down the wrong path and joining gangs. And, um, I feel like I was so close to, you know, being pulled towards it, even with good parents. Right. But, um, I think like I said, just having my parents there, you know, um, to support me and, and show me their way, I was able to, you know, abstain from going, going down that route. So, um, I felt like when I was younger, it seemed like I, I saw a lot more, um, of the gangs. I don't know if that was because being younger and being around a little bit more, but it does seem like that. I feel like we've, we've got a better, a little bit better control on, um, the gang violence here. Um, and, and, um, I think for Rod's house, I've, I've, I've seen us continue to grow as, as far as, um, improving the, the homeless issue as far as, um, the youth out there. Um, so that's something I've definitely noticed as well. And, um, and it just seems like we're growing in a lot of other ways in Yakima too. I mean, you see new restaurants and um, oh, new things to do um, that um, I think is helping making a better place as well. Can you tell us about some of your role models growing up? Yes, I think my role models would be, um, you know, off the bat, my parents. They were just both very um, great, very good role models, um, um, you know, just impressing, setting strong values on us. Um, and discipline was, was, uh, something they impressed on my, my brother and I. Um, so they, they were great role models. My brother was a role model. Um, growing up, um, uh, you know, different coaches. Uh, you know, I feel like as you get older, probably like late middle school, I, I think most teens or kids kind of start to, even with, even if you have great parents, you kind of start to veer away a little bit, you know, this, the, maybe the culture or your friends or whatever. Um, no matter how much, how good you've been raised, you know, at some point you kind of get pulled, right? And I, right. and I feel like there was a, that happening to me, you know, eighth grade, ninth grade. Um, and then I came across my high school coach, coach fitter, who I had, uh, I, um, once I transferred to Eisenhower at the end of my freshman year, I came across and he was like, I think that additional role model I need, you need. Cause I think even with good parents, um, like I said, sometimes you can kind of, you can kind of get straight away from it. Um, and you need more than just your parents. You need to, you know, you need to come across good role models in, in life. Um, and, and, and he was one of them that was really, uh, you know, important in my life. And I just did, I didn't want to disappoint him. So it was like, it was just that extra reinforcement that I felt like I really needed and it helped me keep on the right track. And, and honestly, that's a big reason why I, um, you know, started volunteering at Rod's house because I realized that even, even with great parents or role models as parents, um, there was even a point where I was veering away. Right. And I, and I needed that role model. So, you know, what about some of these um, kids who, um, you know, maybe didn't have that in their parents and, and sometimes that's it's not the parents fault. Sometimes it's, you know, they're working, you know, nights, um, night and day. Right. And they're not around. So right. they didn't have that. And so maybe, you know, the youth can go down the wrong path or, Sometimes, unfortunately, maybe the parents are on drugs and alcohol, um, so they don't have that, right? So I'm like, even as, as hard as it was for me, um, you know, to feel like to stay on the right path, even with great parents, I think that really made me realize how important role models are. So yeah, I, I just I just have this thought, uh, it's, it's something that always sticks out in my, my head that, you know, we don't get to choose who our parents are, you know, there's nothing That's that we right. do before 
you're born or you get to like be born to great parents or you're going to be born. You did something to say, you're going to be born to bad parents. Uh, so you, you know, you're born to the parents that you have. And I think that's why even more so that, uh, role models are very important, um, just to be there. So it's been a big reason why, you know, I volunteer at Rod, Rod's house because I feel like God really blessed me with good parents and good role models throughout life. And I think it's just a duty of mine to give back, um, that blessing by being a good role model, um, to others I come across, not just to Rod's house, but our youth at Rod's house, but I'm just, you know, youth in, in the community in general. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Food is fuel. And at Rod's house, we believe in the power and importance of a full belly. That's why every day at all three of our active service sites, keeping our young people fed is priority, but we can't do this without you. Every meal we serve has been provided by a generous community member, just like you. We have locations in Sunnyside and Yakima, each with their own unique ass. So if you're interested in donating a meal to keep young people fed at Rod's House, check out our meal trains on our website at www.rodshouse.org and find the opportunity that fits right for you. So what was the difference between Davis and Eisenhower since you went to both? I have a preference, of course. Uh, yeah, it was it was hard because my whole family had went to Davis. I mean, my uncles, everybody went to Davis. So it was a big thing for me. Um, and it got, I think it kind of goes back to it. I was like, my freshman year, I wasn't doing very good. I was mm-hmm. struggling in school. Um, and uh, I just, I, I was aware I somehow mature enough to aware and aware that I just need I needed a change mm-hmm. yeah. at Davis I was hanging out with the kids I grew up with right. um and you know nothing against them but um yeah I was getting off track mm-hmm. and I just felt like I just went to my parents and just told them if I could just switch to, to Eisenhower um I think it's needed I feel like I needed a fresh start and just right. to kind of get away from that environment yeah just, just the yeah. people I had grown up with I just needed yeah the fresh start and kind of go across town and and it, 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 yeah, it, it, yeah, it worked out well, but yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was hard. It was, yeah. it was, it was hard because like I said, my, all my family had went. So they're like, what? But then they, yeah. they supported me. Of course. Uh, yeah. And like I said, it panned out to where, you know, we, I did, um, really good in school there and, you know, and eventually got a scholarship and we had a lot of success at Eisenhower in basketball. So like it ended up being the right decision. It felt like it, but yeah, it was, it was a hard decision. Yeah. Uh, and then again, like say coach fitter, who ended up being, you know, one of my biggest mentors, um, he had just got there too. So that was also another thing that attracted me to go, um, to Eisenhower. That's really cool. I guess I can forgive you for that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously now, you know, I'm a pirate. So, (laughs) so fast forward to now, and you were an extraordinary community leader in Yakima. Uh, and we want to talk about that starting a bit with uh, with your involvement with the Rod's House. So I'm wondering if you could tell us how long you've been involved with Rod's House and what initially drew you into our our organization. Yeah, so it's been about eight years. Um, it started with when I was working at Central. There was a student there looking for some volunteer um, work to do and a nonprofit to get involved with, uh, I think, for class. And there wasn't many options in, in Ellensburg. And I called around. Um, to different places. And then I think um, I came across Rod's house from calling around. And then my mm-hmm. mom's a hairstylist. I think one of her clients told her to. And then I called and um, the student couldn't volunteer because they weren't old enough yet. There was an age limit to where you could volunteer and be a- around the youth. 
Um, but I thought it was, I was just like, oh, this is, this is really cool. I, I want to check it out. So I started out with um, bringing clothes down um, to Rod's house. And then I was kind of start collecting some clothes from the other athletes and um, um, programs there and bringing them down. And then eventually I would, um, in the summertime when we were off a little sometimes, or I would take vacation days um, and drive down and volunteer um, just because I, I was falling in love with it. Um, like I said, after seeing like just going in the house, I think one time and just seeing like just the, just the, um, just the energy in there. Uh, and one thing that always stood out to me, I always tell people is that, the youth there was so grateful um, and positive. I'm like, I know yes. these kids who have so much and they're not nearly as grateful mm-hmm. or positive as these kids. Preach. And that was like what really attracted me. Like I had like, I have no problem driving down here or taking vacation days to go volunteer. Cause it's like, it's just feels so good in here. The energy and it's rewarding. And like I said, the kids are grateful and they're just so positive. I mean, any little thing they're, they're just extremely appreciative for. And, um, uh, it was fun. I mean, Maggie, you know, I mean, like just the, the times of playing board games and hanging out there and the laughs that we had. But yeah, when I started out there, there was two, like two full-time staff um, and we just had the resource center um, and then it slowly grew and grew and grew. Um, and yeah, I just fell in love with it more and more and wanted to spend more time there. And uh, yeah, I just enjoyed my time a lot at the house with, with the youth. I visited Rod's house a year before I actually started working here, and you were actually one of the first people I, I met at Rod's house. I remember playing Blockus with you yeah. <laughs> and Taylor Hayes, the, the Jesuit volunteer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you remember who won? <laughs> Definitely not me. <laughs> Is all I remember. <laughs> Something I've always really admired about you is uh, is your commitment to actually knowing what's going on in our organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I've always noticed about you is that you stop by our facilities and you drop off things and you actually see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, I know that you've been able to build some relationships with young people. Uh, and I'm wondering if you have any stories about a young person you'd be willing to share, <laughs> something funny, something uh, something serious, something yeah, a life lesson that you learn from a young person, anything you want to share. I, I mean, I really just enjoyed the, our trips. Uh, I went on a couple of trips with the youth uh, where we got a van um, and we went to the aquarium in Seattle. And then one time when we took um, 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 sledding um, up White Pass. And that was cool, really cool, because um, um, – just like those kids, they, they, some of them, they had never been out of Yakima, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just like, we got up there and it was, you know, it's just on the snow and it's peaceful and it's peaceful and it's just like, it's just good energy. And, um, I don't know, you're in nature, right? So that's just, just something different than being right downtown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like getting up there and it's just some of them where you could just see we're, we're in awe. And, uh, and then like I said, like some of them share that they had never been out of Yakima and that was, that was, that was really cool. Um, just to be able to be a part of that and see them, um, get away. And, uh, you could just tell like they were just like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a really cool moment for them. And they like, it was like, just hit them that there's more, more, um, to life, you know? And, and again, not, not, there's nothing wrong with being Yakima, but they've only seen probably even like a small part of Yakima, right? right. They've, they've never seen so much more than that out there for them in life and that, so that was really cool um and then just just i mean um the fun, just i have a lot of memories just you know good conversations like miguel <laughs> you know as you know um uh, just a lot of funny conversations with a lot of the youth who 
um, I became close with and, and, and uh, yeah, it was just special to me. Yeah, I think there's still uh, at least two pictures of you and your inner tube floating around yeah. the resource center somewhere. <laughs> I think it's impactful for the youth as well. Like once you said, like take you out of that environment, put them in another one, and then they can have the opportunity to thrive or go to places that they've never seen themselves in. Yeah. And so giving that opportunity, yeah, is really, really meaningful for our young people here. And I'm really glad you were a part of it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's. Special. I mean, the relationships I've had with the kids over the years, I know uh, it's important for me um, being from, I'm from the east side. Some of the kids mm-hmm. are from that going to go to Rod's house are from the east side. So that was another thing for me. I felt like it was my duty also to uh, be there for the kids because um, I think all volunteers are important for Rod's house. But I think it was, you know, very important for them to see somebody else, else from the east side. Right. Um, and in their eyes, make it right. Like mm-hmm. I used to have a Camaro. And I remember someone, with, someone when I pulled up, they were like, oh, I'm going to get a Camaro, Drew. You ain't the only one with a Camaro that can get a Camaro. <laughs> so like, you know, like they were like, I don't know. You know, it was, That's it, it awesome. was, and the fact that, you know, like I would have never thought I would have my master's, you know, when I was growing up, um, but the opportunity uh, presented itself when I was at Central where they paid for it if you worked there and I took advantage of it. Uh, so just for them to be able to see, I think, you know, someone who's from the area, get their masters and have what they think is a cool car. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, like, you know, we, yeah, it, it was, it was, I think it was important. Um, and, and I, uh, you know, that was, I knew that, you know, I knew it was, I knew it was important and I didn't take that lightly. You've touched a lot on your childhood, but I'm wondering if you have any kind of personal connection to the mission of Rod's house that has kept you involved. No, no, I would say just that I, I feel like I was um, put on this earth to serve and help people. I, I love it. Like I, I really do love helping people. Um, that gives me brings me so much joy, honestly. So I feel like in that sense, I'm tied to the mission of serving the youth. Um, but I also think, like I touched on earlier, you know, I had a lot of friends growing up that um, um, just didn't have the best households um, and the best support. So I just feel like I really like saw at a young age the importance again of of mentors. Um, and, and like I said earlier, you know, you, you don't get to choose your parents. Um, but at some point, you know, you can choose mentors. Um, and, um, and even like I said, even, even really, really good parents, you know, you need that mentorship, right? So I just, I just knew I was blessed with, um, great parents and mentors. And I feel like it was just a kind of duty to give back to, um, by doing that through Rod's house was the avenue that came across and it was a great fit. And when did the shift from volunteer to board member happen? And and what are your what are your roles and responsibilities on the Rods House Board of Directors? Yeah, so I had um, once I moved once I moved down from so I went from coaching at Central Washington to moving to Yakima and becoming a realtor. And at that point is when they asked me like to be on the board um, just because it'd be a little easier um, as far as now and I'm living in Yakima. So at that point. About six years ago is when I joined the board. And then um, a couple of years ago, I um, became the vice president of the board and then just stepped down this last year from there and um, just on the board. But as far as roles, I would say um, just kind of making connections now um, to Rod's house. I get a lot of people who 
I'm, I'm always sharing stuff on social media, and I have been for years about Rod's yes. house, right? And I'm always talking You're about very yeah, good about yeah. <laughs> and I'm and I'm always talking about Rod's house in the community. So like now I'm like the Rod's house guy for so many people <laughs> yes. who like either know me or or maybe is a friend of a friend, and they'll call me like, "Hey, I have this to donate. Hey, I want to you know I want to do this. How can I help out?" So I feel like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just bridging gaps now. It, it's cool, and, and it's and it's, it's awesome just to be like, yes, like we're able to make that connection and. And uh, and people love people love to give to Rod's house. It's so cool, like the excitement, and you know when they reach out to me and, and I make that connection with either you, you, Maggie, or someone on staff, and 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 they donate and they feel good about it. And so it's, it's nice to be able to kind of be that person, and kind of bridge the bridge the gap there with the community in Rod's house. Yeah, will you expand a little bit on some of your other community involvement? I believe I remember you were a mentor with a local mentorship program. What what other involvement do you have with local or with youth in the community? Yeah, so I do. Um, I did a mentorship program at Washington Middle School, which was great. They did a, a wonderful job of putting that on. I'm currently um, I help out. It's called Opportunity Knox. It's a scholarship program through Stanton. Uh, where they select um, a certain amount of kids each year to get scholarships to go to college. So I got asked to help with that last year. And then once we, so basically we interview the the students and then select the kids that would get the scholarships. And then they then get paired with a mentor. And I uh, eventually agreed to be the, on the mentor part of it as well. Uh, so I'm, I'm mentoring a, a, a kid um, that's at, in his first year at Perry Tech. Nice. Um, so as far as youth, that's, that's what I'm, um, doing right now as far as working with youth, um, is, is that, um, and then just trying to be active in the community, you know, going to sporting events and I have different, um, you know, parents that will reach out for advice or sometimes maybe to talk to their youth or something. And I'm just trying to be, um, their support however I can. So you have been a part of Rod's house for eight years, which is significantly significantly longer than both Amber and I. Uh, and I'm wondering how you've seen Rod's house change and evolve in that time. Yeah, well, like I said, I mean, when I first started, there was, I think, two full-time staff and just the resource center. Um, whereas now, you know, we have over 30 staff. We have the same side office we have you know we have this space uh, we're building a beautiful multi-million dollar yes. shelter so obviously um so much growth as far as staff and um, resources and the buildings and um when i first started is mainly just kind of providing a hot meal uh some clothes in the clothing room um, oh gosh, I remember it. Yeah. Uh, our, our original process of, I mean, clothing would come in and I remember volunteering and just writing down in the journal exactly what came in and, and all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's taking me back now. <laughs> That's how I feel like they used to put all the new volunteers like, Oh, you want to, you want to uh, do the, uh, the markdown for the, the donations that come through for the clothing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So just to see what we originally offered to like now, you know, having behavioral health specialists and, you know, uh, you know, multiple caseworkers, um, and, um, just so many resources that we have now in the classroom and the life skills classes. And so, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's grown, um, in a, in a big way, in a great way. Yeah. So talking about growth, what are you thinking as you sit in this appropriately sized office building in this large conference room, uh, recording the first ever Rod's, Rod's house podcast? Jeez, that we came a long ways. It's cool. It's really, it's really cool to see because we've come such a long ways. I mean, when I first started, I don't think we had social media. <laughs> <laughs> now we have this great social media, uh, different platforms, and we're doing a podcast, and 
Yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy. I mean, in, in such an amazing way, um, because I know it's really going to be about this, this, just like, you know, the other thing is going to be about, um, just getting the name out there right. to where, you know, more youth know about us and, and the community, community knows about us even more so they can help, um, because it really just, I mean, it takes a village, mm-hmm. <laughs> obviously, to, um, be there for our youth. So yeah, this is, this is truly special. Is there any message you want to relay to the community about youth homelessness, about uh, if they, if someone wants to get involved with Fraud's House? Do you have anything? Um, I, you know, I just want to talk um, about the numbers of how many homeless youth there are in the Valley and, and how many we serve uh, to people who don't know. They're always shocked. Um, so I think I would just, I would say, you know, there's probably more than what people expect. Mm-hmm. Um, out there, uh, and also I think for the most part, people understand that um, you know many of these kids they didn't necessarily like, do anything. You know they 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 had a a tough life to where they where they're at now, and you know majority of the time I feel like it, it wasn't their fault. You know it was, it was um, they didn't get the love and support that they needed growing up. I think that there's. Rarely, but I think sometimes there's a misconception that like these are people, you know, these people, they just want to be there, right? They just, that was their decision. And that's far from the truth. I think so many of them, um, didn't get a fair chance and didn't get the love and support that maybe a lot of us did receive. Um, so it's on us and the community, um, to give them that love and support and, and step in and help them, um, to provide that for them. Um, so I think, like I said, it takes a village. Um, and, uh, we, I really appreciate all the support from the community because I know, like I said, I, I've been going around, you know, um, promoting Rod's House on social media and in person for a long time. And there's been so many people that have responded, you know, um, by donating um, and just helping out in many different ways. So I just, I just want to say thank you because, I mean, we're talking about all the, the great growth that we've had. Obviously, this doesn't happen without the community. So just thank you. And to the, and to the staff, um, I, I always tell people, well, our staff are heroes. That's, I always, that's how I always <laughs> describe you guys. I always say you guys are heroes. Um, um, just, just it's it's a lot. You know, I know it's, it's a hard job, and you guys do amazing. And I just I'm very appreciative of you guys. But we appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. I learned so much about Drew today. Um, I didn't know a lot of that stuff. That's really cool. And I want to touch a little bit on the impact data from 2023 because he kind of touched on like the community isn't aware of how many people that we see that come through Rod's house. Our resource center on Natchez Ave sees the highest number of young people dropping in. For the whole year, we saw 7,643 visits. Yeah, that's an average of 129 unique, unduplicated young people every single month. Right. And our resource center, what are the services they can get at the resource center, Maggie? At our resource center, you can stop by and have all your basic needs met in literally 15 minutes. That's food, clothing, hygiene items, access to a hot shower and washers and dryers. And then when you're ready to, to take those next steps, we also have case management and behavioral health services on site ready to uh, help you achieve those goals. I really enjoyed doing this podcast with you, and I'm really happy to learn more about Drew and his involvement in Rod's house, and not only with Rod's house, but what led him to be a part of Rod's house as as a board member. He is an amazing community leader. 
Um, and I'm excited for all of the things that we have coming up this year and the guests that we have planned. So you have anything else to say to the people, Maggie? No, thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next month. Can't hardly wait for the next episode of Rod's Cast to air. Have no fear. There's plenty of ways for you to keep up with all the good work Rod's House is doing. In the meantime, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay up to date on all things Rod's House. Rod's Cast is brought to you by Maggie Treichler and myself, Amber Green. Thank you to our young people involved with making this happen. It is a production of Rod's House, a nonprofit organization in Yakima, Washington, working towards an end to youth homelessness in Yakima County. Can't hardly wait for the next episode of Rod's Cast to air. Have no fear. There's plenty of ways for you to keep up with all the good work Rod's House is doing. In the meantime, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay up to date on all things Rod's House. Rod's Cast is brought to you by myself, Amber Green, and the co-hosts willing to do this work with me. Thank you to our young people involved with making this happen. It is a production of Rod's House a nonprofit organization in Yakima, Washington, working towards an end to youth homelessness in Yakima County.